today's podcast is going to attempt to answer the question, how long does it take to clean a house? Pretty big question though, isn't it, Diane? How, <laughs> yeah, how long does it take? I mean, customers ask us straight away, what does it cost? But actually what that means to us is how long does it take? And it's simple for us to just give the hourly cost and, and not worry about it. But you can work it out fairly easily, can't you? How long does it take to clean a house? Is it an easy question to answer or is it hard? It's an easy question to answer once you know the answer to a lot of other questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's all for me, it's always about a questioning process. So when somebody usually they actually ring up and ask how much will it be? And, and like you say, in order to know how much it will be, I need to how long it's going to take. And that's where the questions come in. I need to find out more about the property, about who lives there, et cetera, et cetera. So there are some pretty set questions. So we're going to go through some of those questions and I'm going to sort of give you some of the things you might want to know. So what's the first question we want to know? Because I normally start with how many bedrooms? What do you start with? Uh, well, first of all, I always start with actually, is it a regular service or a one off? Yeah, so that, because that that's usually my my opening question. OK, and would that make that much of a difference? And particularly every week or every two weeks? How much difference does that really make? Yeah, it does, because, you know, if it's if it's if it's weekly, then you generally know that you can get into a better routine. Fortnightly, you, there's not there are some items that can be sort of not done every time, but most things have to be done a lot, don't they? And if it's say it's four weekly, then it's almost like a spring clean every four weeks, isn't it? So definitely makes a difference. Yep. And and this brings us on nicely to actually it's about communication with the customers, because particularly if they book four weekly and I do not like four weekly um, they're going to clean it for the three weeks in between. So you're just going to do that to give them a rest that week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to do it in between. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, they might say, well, I'm cleaning the bathroom every day and I'm cleaning the kitchen every day. So I just need you to do the skirting boards and vacuuming and getting behind things. Um, it's quite a big task, though, isn't it? It is because, you know, really, even if they are doing it in between, and I always doubt that, that that's actually going to happen. But even if they genuinely are going to do it in between, you're the one doing the really tough jobs every four weeks. You're the one moving all the furniture and getting behind things. So it's a deep clean. Every time. Okay. Um, so weekly and two weekly, let's talk about a three bed house because this is a nice standard. I think that is in the UK, the average house is a three bed semi. Yeah. So we're, we're going to work with the UK average house, a three bed semi. Um, how long does that take to clean a week? Well, a three bed semi, one bathroom could take two hours, but you know what? It could take four hours. It depends who lives there, how messy it is, how cluttered it is, how many pets they've got. Okay. So you've taught their pets. OK, so we'll start with cats. Right. So cats are always a fun one. Do they make that much difference? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cats cause dust um, as well as fluff. Um, and yeah, you've got their food trays and their little paw prints. And yeah, of course they do. Yeah. And this is a tricky one because we get a lot of house cats around our area, a lot of fluffy house cats um, mm. that like to sit on every step up the stairs and on the sofa. And I have nothing against fluffy house cats, but um, in terms of quoting, the difference between a fluffy house cat and an outside cat that never comes in and hides from us every time they see us and stays well away from people, yeah. those don't cause me an awful lot of bother. No. Uh, but your fluffy house cats, that can add a significant amount onto the clean. Yeah, definitely. You've really got to be asking those questions. You need to know exactly who and what is in the house before you can come up with any kind of quote. Otherwise, it is just a guess. It's not a quote. 
And for me, I mean, if I was to give an amount of fluffy house cat, easily a good half to three quarters of an hour onto a clean. Yeah, especially you said about carpets. Yeah, absolutely. The stair carpets, particularly. Yeah, yeah. fluffy, fluffy, fluffy uh, and multiple cats as well. And what you're going to find, the more you get, the dustier the whole house is going to be, even if they don't go near something. Every um, what they call bookcase, the front of all of those is like you're going how has it created this much dirt in just a week you only have to have three cats that aren't even problem cats and the dirt increases yeah. disproportionately doesn't it yeah. so suddenly that three bed house that you might have got around in two hours is now a three hour clean and then what about kids and we'll go into dogs before oh kids. do dogs go on dogs. i like dogs i like cats too i i yeah i'm a big animal lover i've got to say but dogs are an interesting one and i've got to say i find dogs uh, dogs I have two Springer Spaniels, right? And I love Spaniels. I love outdoor dogs. I love a bit of mud. But the reality is Spaniels and dogs like them are dirty dogs. They jump in puddles. That's what they do. If you are going to get some of these working breeds, that's what you can expect. So then the owners like to just keep them in the kitchen, particularly while they're uh, dirty. But you can't normally mop. You're now mopping that three times just to get the kitchen floor clean because they've caked mud on it for a week. Um, and it becomes quite a different task, even though they're only restricted to one room. Yeah, never mind the floors. What about the walls that they brush past and the nose prints on the windows and the <laughs> patio doors? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I won't even talk about what we also find, which I didn't realise that it came with my own dog. Have you ever noticed there's little orange dots around the bottom of door frames and walls where they sleep it's like almost slobber and then <laughs> I, I sort of noticed this from my own dogs and I started looking around and I was like a lot of dogs are producing these sort of they're like pale orange dots and they they're really hard to get off the walls and the woodwork it's like they're producing slime yeah so now your simple three three bed house you've now got to wash woodwork as a normal regular maintenance task and that's a deep clean task normally apart from maybe you know the obvious touch points but yeah you don't normally scrub the skirting boards and the the paneling in the hallway every week and the fronts of radiators have you yep. there's a lot, so get, you're gonna have to be getting some cream cleaner on the fronts of those radiators particularly in the hallway if they're walking past it every time and then what about the fluff you know we had a border collie another outdoor dog but border collie's got two coats so there's an undercoat and it's just it's like tumbleweeds or this fluff everywhere so that means you're going to have to move more furniture and get underneath things a bit more than you might have to do if there were no pets you might do it every other week if there's no pets but it's every week if you've got pets yeah and if you miss a bit they're gonna know and and actually how many times have you been accused oh you haven't vacuumed properly in here and you're like I did it's come back since there's um, and the other thing about dogs which can drive me up the wall you might do all those floors you might do the place perfectly and then the dog walks straight in with dirty paws and you're just like oh help have you ever had the because a lot of our clients have dog walkers and we'll have the dog walker arrives back with the dog just after you've mopped the kitchen floor and it's still it's not even dry not even had time to dry and the dog now is just brought in a load of mud but it's not our problem we've cleaned it once well we've had worse than that so the dogs obviously dirty dogs um well, the do i've got to say dog walkers are pretty good they do try and dry them off um but obviously we had this lovely house and you shut the dogs the dog was only allowed in the kitchen the dog was out with the dog walker, but the dog walker has their own key. We were upstairs doing the bathroom and the beds. We'd left the door open because there was no dog to the kitchen. The dog comes running straight up onto the fresh bedding. Oh, no. And you go, 
<laughs> no and obviously technically that's our fault isn't it because we left the door open but there was no dog when we had it open so actually that reminds me if you are cleaning houses with cats don't shut the bedroom doors because they might trap you might trap them in the bedrooms we've done that yeah, but it's really hard, isn't it? Because people sometimes don't want the cats to go in the bedroom. So you have to have the bedroom door shut. I've got to say it's really tricky with pets because yeah. you want to keep them shut to shut them out. But then if you shut them in, you're in even more trouble. So And cats hide. Do they're sneaky little You don't even know they're in the room and you've shut the door because that's we tend to shut doors as we're cleaning. Right, we've done that room, shut the door, we know it's done. And it, it's, you know, like, but yeah, then the cat's in there and the owner's not home for a few hours. It doesn't end well, does it? all good fun so the reality when quoting a house is once you've got pets it's an interesting one because you can't automatically add time on because it absolutely depends what the pets are how the owners are looking after them because there's a very big difference between their nice little french bulldog that is a nice little lap dog that never gets particularly dirty and actually doesn't produce a lot of saliva and snot um doesn't shed a lot of hair compared to your big fluffy border collie spaniel labrador i mean the, the list goes on um <laughs> And that's where it takes a little bit more finesse at this point. But I've definitely done houses where I've added an hour on for their pets. Yeah. And it's it's a nice part of the chat anyway when you're doing the quote, isn't it? Oh, what sort of dog is it? And, you know, so you can kind of gauge it, but you're having a conversation. And that's the key to quoting anyway, isn't it? Yeah. And this is why sometimes I know you and I, I quote online, you quote on the phone. I'm not adverse to doing these online quotes uh, you know where it's like tick a box but it is how people use the house that can make quite a big difference so it's all right on an end of tenancy or on a one-off clean because you're quoting the maximum anyway yeah. the weekly one they don't want to pay above the odds and they want it to be taken into consideration that actually you know, my dog is a lap dog it's not a big boisterous dog same. so yes bit of finesse but don't be afraid to really add on the time but we had a big st bernard oh, that, was, that was fun oh yeah <laughs> a lot of um, slobber a lot of slobber kids kids there's yeah. a lot of slobber there too isn't there <laughs> How on or take off for kids <laughs> yeah well kids I think the, the kids is first of all it lets you know how many of the bedrooms are being used because a three-bed house with a couple in there they've probably got and one's an office and one's a spare room that's going to be different from a three-bed family house when there's two kids with a room each that's a different proposition so you need to know from that point of view but also you know how old are your kids again it's a nice conversation point but also you know lego handprints yeah it's there's going to be there's going to be mess isn't there food so i'm going to ask you a question here which are messier the under fives or the teenagers Ooh, i think the under fives are messier in the whole house the teenagers it's usually confined to their room okay okay and the bathroom oh and the bathroom oh god yeah i forgot the bathroom teenagers don't yeah let's not go and, there and the kitchen i've got to say to even teenagers in the kitchen they, they tend eat, to come and mess it up after you finish the teenagers if they're home but they eat eight times a day don't they and in particular if you've got multiple teenagers you're going no no but yeah it's not so bad because you only have to clean it once but um yeah the under fives it's face prints at knee height uh yogurt on the tv um yeah. You, it's like their hands are constantly sticky and yeah. it doesn't matter how good the parent is they are sticky yeah. uh, I mean, trying how many to... high chairs have you cleaned over the years Louise for other people I know I've cleaned a few and they're just like it's just ground on yeah 
it's the um what's it called like Weetabix and porridge that's like yeah. concrete on their priceless dining table real yeah. oak in the grooves or they've got these wonderful tiles underneath and you're like chipping at this stuff like <laughs> I've done it before with the back of a toothbrush go come on or <laughs> yeah it will not defeat me <laughs> yeah, you've got to try and soak it off and you've been there for an hour and you're like how much more liquid is it going to take and uh yeah it's it's fun the the dining table area yeah, yeah we we have a client with a with a family and the, the kids are a little bit older now but uh, a glass dining table it's always great yeah underneath and on top yeah to clean and the legs Why? Do, yeah it's always underneath the underneath is worse than the top isn't it <laughs> and scratches unbelievable scratches so kids right so we're quoting okay you've got two kids let's say you've got two under fives our average three bedroom house how much difference is that really going to make well, I think I think if we're sort of talking about a, a normal three bed house, we'd say one bathroom. Yeah. I'd be probably looking at nearer even weekly. I'd be looking at nearer three hours now rather than the two hour mark. Not that I've added an hour on, but just that it was borderline at two hours. Two hours would be a couple that were both at work all day. No pets. Yeah. Two and a half might be pets. and But yeah, I'd probably be pushing more towards the three hour mark. Yeah, because you're going. I mean, there's going to be toothpaste down the side of sinks and. And unfortunately, you know, there's, you almost feel like it's a penalty for having kids. But the reality is it takes more time. It takes more effort. But, yeah, um, a, lot, a lot of things to pick up as well, aren't there? Toys and things like that. What do you do about toys? So if you walk into a, a, a living room and it's just there's just Lego everywhere. What apart from sighing, <laughs> what do you do and thinking? Where do I start? <laughs> so this depends on the customer and what I've sort of talked about and quoted in the quote stage. So there are some playrooms where they just say, look, if you can't get to the floor, just leave it. And I'm happy with that, just leaving it. If, for example, I've quoted knowing it was going to be a bit bad, then we're just going to throw it into a bucket. They've normally, I mean, they leave their buckets around. Most parents have drawers, buckets, whatever it tends to go in. It's throw it in. I'm not going to sort it out. It's just going to go wherever. Um, on a good day I may sort out that playroom but it definitely isn't going to get sorted every time um or if they say actually I want you to get this playroom every time then I've built it into the quote I'm probably looking at a four-hour quote there's probably a lot to do and I will get that perfect every time so if we know in advance I will quote for it if not it will depend if I've quoted your two hours or your three hours your three hours you're going to get it thrown on a bucket your two hours I will just leave it and and I think it's, it's good to have that conversation at the quoting stage it's managing the expectations isn't it and you mentioned teenagers and you know I've, I've often had conversations on the phone and it's quite it's a nice light-hearted conversation it's kind of like okay so do you want the teenagers room cleaning and if you do will they tidy it up the night before or you know and actually it can be quite an incentive as well for a teenager sometimes if you tidy up the cleaning team will come in and, and clean it for you or do you want us to just shut the door and pretend it wasn't there if we walk in and we can't see the floor? And, you know, it's a good conversation to have with your client. What do they want? Do you know what we get asked to do an awful lot? Just do the floors. And if there's things on the floors, throw it onto the beds. Yeah. And we're like, really? That's what you want us to do? But yeah, it is just vacuum it and throw everything on the bed. Yeah. But when my daughter was a teenager, the the, the floor was a floor drove, you know, <laughs> literally was covered. Um, so it would, yeah, would have taken, we could have thrown some up. You know, if, if we'd have been a client, we'd have said, throw it on the bed. But that would definitely have added a lot of time on. So, again, it's that managing expectation, isn't it? And this brings us on while we're talking about floor drobes. I would love it to be limited to teenagers, <laughs> but it's not just teenagers. 
the the couple and the house and I'm not going to be gender specific because it can be both parts here they tend to have floor robes sometimes as well now the vast majority I will say don't but it's not it wouldn't be that unusual to come across a floor robe in the main bedroom oh you're right and again what do you do because now it's like oh I wasn't expecting this now it's fold it up and put it on the bed but that's really our only options isn't it yeah. And and again, this is maybe, you know, at the quoting stage, you're not going to ask them, you know, do you leave stuff lying around? But you can have a conversation around, you know, we don't expect you, you know, to tidy the house or clean the house before we come. But if it's tidy, we'll get more done. Yeah. So we'll often, you know, because all we can do is make neat piles. But if there are less things lying around, we will just get more done in the time. So it's encouraging your clients. And, and we always say one of the benefits, particularly of a weekly service, is your house gets tidier. Because yeah. you tidy up before we come, it makes you put those that paperwork away and it makes you hang your clothes up, maybe put things in the laundry basket. But it just makes your home tidier because you know that we're coming in to clean once a week. And on this, this is something you really need to look at quote stage, because I don't like to call it clutter because it, we've got no emotional attachment to any of this stuff. So it, it's clutter to us, but actually it's personal possessions, it's memories, it is ornaments, it's things that they need around them. It could even be a messy dressing table, but you get a really good idea um, as to the condition of the house. And I've had customers before that go, well, I can't show you into the kid's bedroom. And I'm like, it's fine. I've got a pretty good idea of the rest of the house. I can leave the kid's bedroom. I'm not even fussed. Um, but that can have quite a big impact on the clean but actually it's not always to make it longer. There are times when it is so cluttered that I've literally gone, actually, I'm only going to do you a two hour clean because I can't do anything else. Yeah, so yeah. it's a hard one. And you go to them, well, do you want me to do this? And they go, no, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And as long as we've got that written down in writing, clutter can be quite a positive thing from a business point of view. Sometimes it takes some of the work away from us. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, we said about dressing tables and you know, bathrooms are often just full of bottles. And, you know, we'll sometimes the cleaners will be like, oh, it's just half of them are empty. What do I do? And it's it's difficult because we've even had a client once say, you threw away my shampoo bottle. There was one lot left. And I'm just like, there really wasn't. It was empty. So you've got to be careful, haven't you? Respectful of other people's belongings. But equally, you've got 20 bottles of things on the window ledge in the bathroom that you've got to move in order to clean. So yeah there's a lot of things that when you're doing the quote we have to notice yes and this is why I'm fine with online quoting because actually you give me a scan around that bathroom I'm gonna see in seconds can I see every bit of dirt no but I can see how you're using that bathroom yeah. and I'm going to zoom in on where I know there's going to be dirt so um yeah so clutters the do you know it makes everyone ease life easier if we can throw away the crisp packets the clutter and there are times in kitchens where I just think do you need everything on the surface do you really need it all and but then I think do you know I have cleaners in my house and I think I do the same sometimes if it's been a busy morning that I dread to think what the cleaners must think of me um luckily the same ones they see it mostly tidy but but it's yeah, and we we say that to customers as well you know look you know if you've rushed out in the morning and it's a bit of washing up in the sink we'll do it for you however if you've had sunday rose the day before and you know we walk into a, a kitchen full of pots we will either kind of completely not be able to do the rest because we've spent an hour washing up so it's it's that balance again isn't it but generally our cleaning team are pretty well trained to spot these things and they just come back to us and say can you just feed back to the client that I didn't get everything done because this 
did this yeah and it's hard because you should really just load it in the dishwasher it's really easy to just do that and um yeah when you say I think it's hard because you've said oh you know a few little pots from breakfast and uh Sunday roast but the reality is a busy family I'm gonna say mine right you might have had one that had yogurt but a child making yogurt smeared three places they put the spoon down on the surface and then one decided to have scrambled eggs which obviously had to be stirred in at least three cups to do that uh, my husband nipped in, made a sandwich, there's crumbs everywhere. And that is just two hours in the morning. So I think it's really hard for customers because actually they're like, well, where, where is this? Because that's not Sunday roast. That's just life. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're there to help, you know, especially if it's a family, then that's our job is to help them at least once a week or once a fortnight to bring back some peace and then it all gets messed. And luckily, we don't get to see it getting messed up until the following visit. But yeah, that's part of our job, isn't it? But when it comes to quoting, if that is happening, the reality is you're going to have to up the quote. If we yeah. know life is like that, you know, I'm looking an extra 20 minutes on, on a kitchen quote. And it's not an awful lot, but it does take that time because you just have extra to do and if unfortunately if they're the kind of family such as mine that are going to do that there they're probably doing it all over yes yeah there'll be bath toys all over the bathroom and yet yeah, lego in the bedrooms or the living room yeah but it's it's life like you said it's you know that's that's why that's what we're there to help with and that's unfortunately we need to give more time so when we're quoting is add more time onto that and then you've got expectations and this is an interesting one because some customers just want you to make their life a little bit easier just whip round, get round in half an hour just whip round. and then you've got some that go if you do not get every speck of dust off every skirting board i will be slating you to everyone and you go right then that'll be a four hour house and you can have a two hour house then and it's the same house yeah. but how do you how would you go about establishing customer expectations so I think one of the key questions for me in this is have they had a cleaner before have they had have used a cleaning service before and that can prompt a conversation um, which helps you you're not judging anybody you're not judging the previous cleaner you're not judging the client you just try to get a feel for what they expect um and what's important to them and and sometimes I'll get into a conversation about we've all got things that drive us a little bit crackers when it comes to cleaning sometimes whether it's light switches or skirting boards so it's good to kind of know those things I don't I don't usually use the terminology drives us crackers but I do weave it into the conversation what's your thing you know what is most important to you and also we set expectations as to which rooms we will clean and in which order so rather than starting at the top of a house and working our way down, we start usually in the kitchen and we start in the bathrooms because those are usually the dirtiest rooms. And it's good to break the back of the clean, isn't it, from the cleaner's point of view. But also we know that if we're running short of time for whatever reason, especially the first few times, we're doing the most important rooms for the client. And we agree that with the client in advance. So that's about managing their expectation as well. And I also tell them in no uncertain terms that if they book a, a two hour weekly clean, it's going to take us two or three visits before we're at maintenance stage. Possibly more if they Possibly really more. Want. Yeah. But if, yeah, I mean, if, normally for a family that we've talked about, I'd be, I'd be definitely booking three hours weekly, maybe four hours fortnightly, but I wouldn't be going for a two hour weekly unless they'd agreed that we weren't doing certain rooms. Yeah. How about you? hard, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to stick to your guns on this. 
Um, and um, what about extras? So cutlery drawer, fridges, windows, uh, what are your extras? And at what point do you say we'll do those? Do you build them in? What do you do? Yeah, so we build in windows and we try and do them quarterly, but certain rooms, they need spot cleaning, don't they? Kitchen and bathrooms, particularly, they might need doing every time um, if they're accessible. Um, and yeah, cutlery drawers, probably not so much, but it might be something that if we're at a clean, so because we have a minimum of three hours fortnightly, for example, so um, it might be a house that doesn't actually need as much as three hours to just do the basics. So we may well be adding in those extras like the windows and cutlery drawers and inside the fridge, wiping out the oven and that sort of thing on a more regular basis. But again, they could be built in, couldn't they? It could be built in. You can have five hours a week and we'll do all of these every week. Yeah. Um, but it also has to be explained. Um, and customers go to me, oh, will you do the fridge every time? And I'm going, well, it takes me half an hour to do the fridge properly. Do you really want it done every time? And then, or can you just give it a quick wipeout? Well, what's a quick wipeout? Like, yeah, depends how full it is. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to empty it? You know, have you been shopping the day before? Or are you going the day afterwards? And it's, it's asking all these questions to be able to give a quote on time isn't it it's understanding yeah. and there is a little bit of finesse on a regular clean but if you get it wrong it doesn't massively matter because you only have to do one or two cleans and it's it's a requote. yeah and and you can you can frame that up at the initial quote you know okay so we'll book three hours weekly and we'll see how it goes and you know if we get three cleans down the line and we feel that we've got too much time then we'll let you know and if we get and we haven't got enough time we'll let you know so there's nothing wrong with having that conversation especially if you're not actually physically in the house at the time of doing the quote um you know there is an element of guesswork and, and the client sort of you can guide them to understand that yeah to say well I don't know how you live in it a lot of it is how you live in it I'm not entirely sure I think I had one yesterday where I was like look I think it will take I, it was a four bedroom house I was like I'm pretty sure it's just two of you and one young child that was in very good condition I think you're looking at three hours but you are telling me it's worse then I'm going to quote you four hours and um but people represent themselves so differently what you find is they're really really clean people go it's terrible it's terrible and you go it's really not and then the people who don't care go it's in pretty good order and you're like oh Yes. <laughs> it take me longer than I thought, actually. So you do have to see it, don't you? Because it's people's perception of themselves can be so different. Yeah, definitely. But it's giving yourself that leeway, isn't it, really? Yeah. To, to change your mind, <laughs> effectively. And I think it's really hard because one of the things that people are most afraid of is being judged. And I'd like to think we don't judge them as people, but you do have to make a judgment on how they use the house. And so it is a really hard one. And you do have to be very delicate about how you phrase some of this. And I think us talking here, we've been a little bit blunt at points, haven't we? Going, oh, clutter and this. Well, you can't talk about it in terms of clutter. I would never really use the word clutter with a, with a customer. I would be saying, well, you've got quite a lot of your possessions on the surfaces. Um, how would you like us to go around that? And yeah, it's a very delicate actually giving a quote because it is a very personal thing. You're you are effectively judging their home and you are giving a quote based on how they live on it in it. And I think that's that's one that like you said, that's the finesse and the art of selling in this scenario is, you know, if you're doing an office cleaning quote, for example, you're not normally talking to the person who is currently looking after that 
office. So you can say, oh, you need a toothbrush around the plug holes, or you can say, oh, don't worry, we'll get a cobweb brush on those cobwebs. But you can't really say that to somebody about their own home to sort of say, oh, you know, I can see that your tap's really dirty. Don't worry, I'll sort that for you. So you've kind of got to sort of talk around, and I use language like, you know, it'll take us two or three visits before we've caught up a little bit and then we're at maintenance stage. Not that, you know, it's going to take me two hours to scrub your bathroom because it's filthy. You, you, you know, you can't say things like that. So you've got to be careful about your language, haven't you? But, you know, um, and it is about the language, but I wouldn't be afraid to say, right, we're going to have to get a toothbrush around that plug. Um, they're like, oh, I never realised. Or actually, I'm going to have to go to town on this bathroom. The reality is your bathroom probably will take me around two hours to do this. And and it can see it's about how you phrase it isn't it so yes I wouldn't say oh, it's going to take me two hours to do your bathroom oh, really disgusting I'd go well actually these are the things that I need to do and if I break down the quote on your house the first time it will take me two hours just to get on top of it and we will have to go with the toothbrush around all the plugs because if you point it out to them they understand if you don't point it out they're like what how much you're going to take 14 hours to clean my house and I'm like yeah. Yes. It's the level. It's a sort of a demonstrating your expertise, but doing it in such a professional way that they're like, "Yes, of course." Rather than, "Oh my God, you think my house is dirty?" Because we love dirty houses. That's our job, you know. That's what. If there weren't dirty houses, we wouldn't have a business. Yeah, and yeah. Anyhow, so I hope that's given a bit more understanding as to how long it takes to clean a house. It's hard to give a hard and fast answer, but those are the things that we would be looking at. They're some of the main things um that we would consider in terms of what sort of constitutes going towards how long it takes and hopefully everyone's phrasing it beautifully nobody ends up offensive and all houses are quoted for the right amount of time but that's never happened in history so you know if you <laughs> yeah. get it wrong go and requote after two cleans good luck out there <laughs> good luck bye-bye <laughs>